Hello and welcome to From No Crypto to No Crypto. This is Blockchain Wayne. Today's episode is brought to us by Coincierge Club, a mobile private key wallet and point of sale solution helping make cryptocurrency mainstream. Let's start with a market update. Looks like the market is crashing like an avalanche right now. We're seeing Bitcoin pull back due to a decision made by the SEC to delay approval of another proposed Bitcoin ETF. This is not too long after they had recently denied the Winklevoss twins bid for an ETF. This one is expected to possibly pass, but they have just announced they're delaying the decision, which the market is very finicky right now. Any little negative news can trigger a sell-off. Uh, we were at a key level. Looks like we need to see a dip, hopefully some consolidation, which will lead to a bigger move up in the near future. So this is typical news that brings the price down. Uh, looking at the charts, though, if you're looking at technical analysis, it is something that looked like it was going to, you know, we were about to hit, hit a takeoff point. Uh, the chart showed a falling wedge, which is a bullish indicator for upward momentum. But what happened today was not right, which is exactly why I say technical analysis is just one piece of the puzzle. Remember what I said about technical analysis in last episode? They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. That is right. So let's look at some good market insight. As I mentioned before, it's, it's hard to look at the charts and see everything falling. Bitcoin is down almost 5%. Many altcoins, especially in the top 10, are down anywhere from 5 to 10% right now. But let's look at some positive news because as I mentioned before, you want to look at what is going on behind the scenes. What is in the news? What is leading towards mainstream adoption of cryptocurrency? We're still a long way off, but this is where we are right now. Uh, just want to remind everybody of a statement by Senator Mark Warner, who has earned a reputation as being very bullish on cryptocurrency and forecasting the market. Uh, he expects it to exceed 20 trillion by 2020. Uh, here's his statement, quoting him, quoting, quoting Mark Warner. I was an early investor in cell phones back in the 80s, and I believe blockchain has the potential to be just as transformational as cell phones. As our government begins to look at crypto, I don't think you can separate cryptocurrencies from the technology they're based on. That's what he said. Very positive words. You got to think long term. This is a long term play for many of us. Also, Robert Kiyosaki, who is the world-renowned author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and also a finance guru, he is quoted as saying, I talk about three types of money. One is God's money, which is gold and silver. They will be here after the cockroaches go extinct. It will always be here. Then there's government money, which is fiat currency, the dollar, the yen, the euro. And then there's people's money, which is cryptocurrency. And it can be expected when the crash comes, our dollar takes a plunge. Bitcoin is likely to emerge out as the winner. As many millennials are preferring cryptocurrencies over gold. Uh, another insight to look at, Fundstrat's Tom Lee, who's a Wall Street bull who's very bullish on cryptocurrency, said on CNBC's Fast Money on August 6th, he basically referred to the current indicators of Fundstrat recently launched Bitcoin Misery Index, also called BMI. So it's an index that basically aims to inform investors of how miserable holders of the currency are based on its price and volatility. According to Lee, when the index is below 27, it shows that future returns are very good, while it if it surpasses 68%, it's time to sell Bitcoin. Pointing at the index's current number of 39, Lee concluded that the momentum is recovering. So when you think about that, what he said, when the 
BMI is high, like a 68, means people are feeling really good. They're really excited about what's happening. That's typically when it is time to sell because that's, that's you know, what the, the big institutions are doing. You feel good about it. You want to sell it. When there's fear in the market, the experts jump in and that's when they buy, which is what's happening right now. I can guarantee you there's some accumulation going on of cryptocurrencies by some mainstream institutions. So let's look at some top stories of the day. Moving on. Coinbase Pro now supports Ethereum. So Coinbase Pro is Coinbase's trading exchange. It's built, um, it's using, you know, owned by Coinbase. It's formerly known as GDAX, but it's a trading exchange that allows you to trade different pairs. Ethereum Classic is now on there. Coinbase took to Twitter to announce that it planned for the launch of Ethereum Classic were successful and the exchange finally offering support for the transfer of this crypto asset. What does that mean for Ethereum Classic? We're seeing they're down 13% right now. This news has been expected. Uh, I want to give you a little bit of insight of what to do here. This is where you buy the hype and sell the rumor. So if you bought Ethereum Classic over the last few weeks, you saw some pretty good returns. When the news comes out, that's when you sell. Buy the rumor, sell the news. That's exactly what you want to do. And that's why we're seeing 13% sell-off. Many people that were holding Ethereum Classic probably transferred it into Coinbase Pro and dumped it for, for the price to, you know, to basically cash in on the run up from, from Ethereum Classic. So also moving along, uh, Coinbase is also boosting its daily purchase limits and will allow for instant trading following user bank transfers. The company announced Tuesday. When you think about this, last year, a year ago, when we were looking at getting involved in Coinbase, from Coinbase, you basically, you can attach a bank account, you can send money in, or you can even purchase, but it takes five days for everything to become available. Now, a lot can happen in the cryptocurrency space in five days. At uh, one point, I think it was early part of last year, I found myself and a friend riding out to a town about 45 miles away to go to the only Bitcoin ATM around so we can buy Bitcoin instantly with cash because we knew the price was about to make another run up and it would have taken five days to get money onto Coinbase. So this is huge news. What they will basically allow you to do now, the transfer of funds from a bank is a slow process. That does take several days. But what Coinbase is now allowing you to do, you have access to those funds and be able to trade within the exchange. You just won't be able to withdraw or transfer that cryptocurrency to another exchange or another account until those funds have cleared the bank. So that's great news. They also upped their limits. Many people's limits now being set from, you know, anywhere as low as 2,500 to 7,500 a week has now been up to 25,000 for your basic users and more is available if you go through different protocols and different verification processes. Um, so moving along. So an agent of the U S drug enforcement administration has noted that Bitcoin's role in crime has dropped to just 10% of transactions while transactions themselves have grown tremendously over the past five years. Now I get, I get this reservation a lot when, you know, when people are talking about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency and they don't really understand it, all they know is what they've heard in the past when it was used for things like the Silk Road, which was a, a dark website that allowed people to purchase drugs using Bitcoin. That's what a lot of people hear and they think, oh, Bitcoin is used by drug dealers and terrorists. Really, that's not the case. If you think about historically, any cash value, any kind of monetary value is used by criminals as well. You know, we don't stop using the U.S. dollar because drug dealers are only using cash. You can't use the same logic for Bitcoin. As it becomes more legitimate, it becomes more mainstream, it is going to be used by 
for more legitimate purposes, but there will always be, no matter what the currency is, whether it's gold, whether it's the US dollar, whether it's a cryptocurrency, or whether we get back to trading chickens, there will be crime that will be used, uh, you know, the currency will be used in crimes. So also moving along, I mentioned earlier, I talked, you know, talked about my first experience purchasing Bitcoin from a Bitcoin ATM last year. There are now 3,500 Bitcoin ATMs worldwide. And that, that's only a year, a year ago, that number was around 1,800. So we're seeing a lot of adoption where that goes. And out of these installed ATMs, 1,846, so over 52% support altcoins, 49%, and 32% of these ATMs support Litecoin and Ethereum, respectively. So that's some great news of what's going on in, in the cryptocurrency space. I always like to share articles that's helping cryptocurrency move into the mainstream shows where we're seeing some adoption from different organizations and institutions. So I want to move on to a little bit of education. Uh, and today the education is a little bit different. I'm not going to talk about technical analysis or where to do your research. I want to talk about a simple topic called crypto etiquette. Uh, it is our job as you learn more about cryptocurrency and become involved in the space to help others learn. It is our job first to learn and then to help others learn what we learn. So market forecasts and signals are never 100% accurate. You have a lot of people out there, as I mentioned yesterday, I talked about how to set up an account on TradingView and how to look at different people's technical analysis. You know, they're never 100% accurate. A prediction is where it looks like the market will go, but there's a lot of things that technical analysis will not predict, but it's just, it's giving you an educated guess is what it is. But what we're seeing on many Facebook groups and other places, whether it's Twitter, or social media, YouTube, where people are posting their technical analysis, posting their opinions on what they think the market's going to do, they are in many times attacked for their opinions, attacked for whether it's people disagree with it or after the fact, maybe that call wasn't right. You can have someone that's right 19 out of 20 times and that one time they will get attacked by, for what, you know, lack of a better term, trolls that are just attacking people on social media just for stating their opinion. So many people, they're attacking others, whether they're stating opinions, asking questions, or even posting technical analysis. I've seen posts where people even post a technical analysis saying, I'm just learning, give me some feedback, and people are attacking them. And everybody, that is not the way to get cryptocurrency into more people's hands. It's not a way to make it go mainstream. If anything, you can discourage people early on before they really learn what they're doing and just jump out. I've watched many admins of groups spend countless hours sharing their insight, teaching about cryptocurrency and trading and just get bashed and attacked for it. And guess what those admins make in those Facebook groups? They don't make anything. Many of them are experts, have been in this space, some as early as 2009, 2010, or they've, they've come from traditional markets where they were trading stocks and trading Forex. They're taking their knowledge over to cryptocurrency and trying to share with everyone and they're getting attacked for it. So that's not how we're gonna get more people to embrace cryptocurrency. That's how we drive people away before they can wrap their hands around it. And it stops those who are very knowledgeable from sharing their insight, the people you can learn to. So here's my challenge to everybody today. Do something today to teach some, someone something new about cryptocurrency. If you're new, try to learn at least one new thing every day that you will share down the road with someone that you better pass that knowledge along. And as always, I mentioned at the end of every podcast, we also, uh, we also have a Facebook page under the same name from no crypto to no crypto, where you can see some of the news articles we talk about on here, post a little bit of other information, but also we have a book under the same name on Amazon. 
both on paperback and ebook, which is available for purchase. Uh, it's a very low price. If you purchase the paperback, you get the Kindle ebook for free, but it's a beginner's guide to cryptocurrency. It's all it is, short read, about 40 pages. And I challenge you, whether it's getting that book or joining us on Facebook groups or following certain people on YouTube, make sure you're doing something every day to learn more about the space, building up your education, learning more about whether it's how to invest, how to research, and then share that information. And that is what's going to take us over to mainstream adoption. All right, that is it for our episode. Thank you, everybody. See you on the next episode.